Hey, it's a great day at the Academy of Scholars, and this is Scholarly Speaking Live with Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson. This show originally aired on the Academy of Scholars Facebook page and YouTube channel on Friday, April 16th, 2021. The podcast was recorded the week after Hideki Matsuyama made history, becoming the first Japanese-born player to win the Masters Golf Tournament. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by the Academy of Scholars. Are you searching for a school for age 4 through 6th grade? Then check out the Academy of Scholars. Based in metropolitan Atlanta, Georgia, this exceptional private Christian school is where great education happens in both its in-person and premier online learning programs. Go to academyofscholars.com and join our virtual tour and open house today to see the in-person or online school you've been looking for. It's a great day at the Academy of Scholars, and welcome to episode three of Scholarly Speaking Live with Dr. Stacey Lambert Johnson, Director of Student Success at the Academy of Scholars. I am Benny Crane Jr., the Assistant Director of Student Success. For today's topic, we will discuss the academic factors that lead public school educators to choosing private schools for their children. Thank you for joining us for today's live session. No matter where you're joining us from, whether you're at home or at work, we pray that you are having a great AOS day and hope that you can visit us here on campus someday soon. So Benny, where can our viewers access our live sessions once they're over? Everything from today's show ends up on our website, academyofscholars.com, including both audio and video versions. You can also find video versions on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You'll be able to download the audio versions anywhere you download your favorite podcast. We want to take this opportunity to say hello to people joining us live today. As I look on, I see that people are starting to come in, and we appreciate you. Also, shout out to all those people who are following us on social media. Thank you. Do us a favor and tell your friends we're on, especially those who are thinking about private schools for their kids. Dr. Stacey Lambert Johnson is about to break down where her groundbreaking research showed about why public school educators choose private schools for their children. So during our last live session, we looked at the lived experiences of public school educators that contributed to their decision to enroll their children in a private school. Those lived experiences had to do with social and emotional factors, such as nurturing and loving support, individualized attention, private schools being more personable, and higher student morale at private schools. This week, I'm going to share themes that emerged during parent interviews that focused on academic factors. I'm going to share a secret that's not so secret for most of our scholars and parents at AOS. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Right. AOS is a school for high achievers. <laughs> yes. yes. Children who thrive here are ones who academically, they are at or above grade level. They're the ones who love to read, they're honor roll students, and if they're also into sports, they're called scholar athletes. Yes. In my research study on why public school educators send their children to private schools, a common sentiment among parents and the first academic factor was that their children were bored or unchallenged in the public school system because they were above grade level. Many of the parents described their children as advanced or high achievers. One parent said her son was ahead of his classmates in the public school setting and he wasn't being challenged. She stated that her son was bored in school and started acting up as a result. She described her son as a high flyer. 
Stacey, I, I'm sure you've probably had this same experience. I've hardly ever spoken with a parent that didn't think their children were advanced. Parents just tend to think the things their children do, particularly as toddlers, is mm -hmm. extraordinary. I was no sure. different. I celebrated the first time my children smiled for the right. first time. I did too. <laughs> Most parents just don't truly find out what their uh, children's academic ability is until they've been in school a few years. Yes. Now, did you get the sense from your interviews that these parents fit into the category of parents who overestimate their children's academic ability? Or were these parents who ch truly had children who were high academic achievers? Well, Benny, you know, our kids really are high achievers. I mean, the school is called the Academy of Scholars because AOS is literally an academy for scholars. Parents bring their children to us because in their experience, public schools are not giving their advanced, high achieving children what they need. One parent stated that her daughter was already a little bit more advanced than her peers. She went on to explain that her daughter was already reading simple sentences when she entered kindergarten and became frustrated because her teachers were not nurturing her achievement. She stated, they really didn't do anything with her. I talked to the teacher several times saying, this is where she is. What are you going to do next? This same parent later explained that her kindergarten daughter expressed a desire to learn more and be challenged in school. She stated, but really what sealed the deal was the tour. And when she got in the car and said, mommy, please, please, I am tired of learning my ABCs. I know that stuff. I know my numbers. I want to learn. I want to learn a new language. I want to do this. That's incredible. So we're talking about probably a four or five year old who's begging her mother to put her in a school where she could learn more. Yes, a kindergarten student. Mom stated that that was what sealed the deal for her to enroll her at AOS. The same concern for keeping her child challenged and engaged was expressed by another parent who stated, if you know your child, you don't want your child to be bored. She added that as an educator, she knew where her child needed to be in terms of her academic and intellectual growth. And she stated, she does need to be in an institution that is going to push her. Stacey, I think it's important for parents to know this. AOS is committed to challenging our students and that begins at the ground level, even yes. in pre-K. Our pre-K classes have had four-year-olds who are reading on a second grade level. And Absolutely. your mandate to teachers has always been teach these kids at the level they are and not at the pre-K level simply because they're in pre-K. Absolutely, Benny, because you know what? It only makes sense yeah. and it's best practice. I mean, why would you teach a pre-K student letter recognition when he's already reading at a second grade level? Right. So what you do is that you keep him with his peers, but you teach him at a level where he can be challenged and show growth. Parents also added that the diversity of student ability levels in public schools classrooms was an impediment to academic achievement, especially for high achievers. One parent shared, it's not challenging enough for the kids, but it has to be that way because there are so many varying levels inside the classroom in public schools. Why another parent explained that the range of level in terms of ability or intellect made it very hard for public school teachers to meet the academic needs of all students. Several participants mentioned that because of this diversity, public school teachers are often forced to teach to the lowest level, stating, in the public school setting, the focus is on the lower performing kids. This sentiment was echoed by another parent who said, 
Sometimes we focus too much on the lower end students and not enough on the middle to high students. And I mean, I'm guilty of it and it's a struggle. Wow. So these parents you interviewed, they wanted their children to be challenged. And unfortunately, it seems like in their experiences in public schools, those schools didn't focus on their children's high achievement. That's right, Benny. And as teachers themselves, they wanted to make sure their children were in a school where they were going to be challenged. Across the board, all participants expressed the importance of high academic achievement, which is our second academic factor. As one parent shared, my big focus was core academic achievement. This idea was also expressed by another parent who described academic achievement as a huge factor for her daughter. Participants specifically mentioned the presence of achievement gaps in public schools, especially in terms of concerns that they had their own children, that they felt that their own children would demonstrate a gap in performance if they were enrolled in public schools. And this parent said, I do not want my son to experience any type of achievement gap. Another parent stated, look, public schools, particularly those that are not performing, they have a large achievement gap. Yet another parent expressed emotional distress over the achievement gap that she saw in public schools. And she said, it just hurts me to see other kids being left behind. And since academic achievement was so important to participants, they naturally discussed the importance of the school's quality curriculum our third, of our third academic factor. Because private schools are not mandated to the testing that public schools are, parents believed that there was more flexibility in the curriculum and that teachers were allowed to foster creative thinking skills and inquiry-based learning rather than test prep. For example, one parent shared that in private schools, it's not just one exam that determines where he is and where he needs to be. Similarly, another parent felt that private schools had more academic flexibility because they were not as state regulated. In addition, parents believe the flexibility of private school curriculum also provided teachers with more opportunities to differentiate their instruction and cater to the learning styles of individual students. Stacey, as you know, I'm going on my second decade as an administrator, and I must truly say you're one of the best leaders I've ever worked for. Thank you, Ben. And much of that is because of the autonomy and flexibility that you give our teachers. Uh, the reality is in public schools, the teachers just don't have that autonomy. It's because of the bureaucracy that they need to make those instructional decisions. Yeah. Here, thanks to you, our teachers do have that flexibility. They do have that autonomy. I remember a few years ago, one of our teachers was in grad school working mm -hmm. on her master's. Yeah. She found out about flexible seating and asked, could she implement that in her classroom? And the answer was yes. Why? Because flexible seating is best practice and research-based. And that's why teachers, I believe, have such an enjoyable time here because they do have that flexibility and autonomy to differentiate and appeal to scholars' learning styles. That's absolutely right, Benny. Uh, and teachers here do have the autonomy, but there's something called the AOS way, right? And there are things that you absolutely have to do. So one of the things that our teachers have to do is make sure that children are placed in just right groups. Not too hard, not too easy for reading and math differentiated instruction. And the reason that we do this is so that we are able to track student progress from the beginning 
middle to the end of the school year. And of course we have parents, they can have conferences, whatever they require. They just ask their teachers, can they have a conference? But we have scheduled conferences, beginning of the year, middle and end of the year. And our mid-year conferences are student led. And what we do during those conferences is that we sit with the parent and the students and we go through their growth from the beginning to the middle and the end. And our parents think that that's really a highlight because you have kids as young as four years old who are saying, mom, this is what I learned all the yes. way up through sixth grade. That's an incredible conference that I look forward to as a parent every I year. I know, which leads to our final academic factor, staying connected and tracking progress. Because all participants were teachers, they also talked about the desire to stay connected with their child's teachers and track their child's academic progress. Overall, the sentiment was that parents were able to monitor their children's progress more closely and access teachers better in private school settings. For example, one parent said, it was very clear about what was being taught, how it was being taught, and that I can have access to the teachers and leaders in the building more so than I would have had in a public school. Another parent stated that private schools provided parents with more opportunities to assess and track their children's academic progress while another parent expressed satisfaction with the accessibility of her child's teacher, explaining that at the public school, there wasn't a whole lot of communication with the teacher. That's sad because yeah. communication is the foundation of any relationship, right? Absolutely. And it's central to the relationship that AOS establishes with our parents. That's why AOS teachers are asked to respond to parents within 24 hours of them reaching out to us. And this extends to how teachers must handle their academics. Yeah. Teachers at AOS are required to grade assignments within 48 hours. Mm -hmm. This policy allows scholars and parents the feedback they need to be as successful as possible academically. So, for example, if there's a test or a quiz on Friday and a teacher hasn't graded the work for Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday, there's a great chance that the scholar or parent may be unaware of the scholar's grasp of the concepts that will be assessed. So grading in providing feedback is another form of communication that AOS believes is essential to developing our scholars to their fullest potential. Absolutely. And well said, Benny. In conclusion, my research study found that academic factors were strong motivators as to why public school educators enroll their children in private schools more than the general public. They believe that private schools, in their experience, provided more opportunity for a challenge and less opportunity for boredom. They believe that private schools provide high academic achievement and avoid the achievement gap present in public schools. They also believe that the quality of education and the curriculum in private schools are superior to public schools. Finally, parents stated that private schools did a better job at keeping parents connected and providing the ability to track their children's progress. So what do you think? We'd love to hear from you. Please comment and share your thoughts on this topic. Oh, do want to give some quick shout outs here, Stacy. It looks like Miss Marshall is here with us. Thank you for being here with us. Hey, Miss Abrams, uh, we love having a a Layla back on yeah. campus. Thank you for bringing her and sharing her with us Hallelujah, every day. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> story behind <laughs> That's that. a story behind. Miss Clinton, Miss Clinton actually is Miss Itson. 
Uh, hey, Miss Itson, we miss you. We miss, <laughs> hey, we miss Marcus having him on campus. I hope that Joy is doing well. Miss Itson's daughter, Joy, was one of our sixth grade graduates last year. Joy, if you're watching this, we miss you. Thank you, Miss Clanton, for being here. Miss Gibson, hey, Miss Gibson, thank you for being here. We appreciate you um, being here. And I think that's Mr. Gibson. Sorry about that. I see Miss Hall Hudson. That's two weeks in a row that you've been on with us. Thank you. Oh, thank you. oh and, and Miss, Miss Itson says that. That, uh, you are definitely one of the best. Thank you. <laughs> She's going to send you that paycheck <laughs> in the mail. Right. <laughs> so we appreciate you. Mr. Hollingquest, yeah. thank you for being on with us. We appreciate you. We thank you. We miss Leon. We want to see you guys as soon as possible. Uh, I see Miss Little is here. Thank you for being on with us. Uh, all of you, uh, I see that Basie Basie uh, is on with us. Thank you. And, and no matter where you are live in this world, you can give your child great access to this exceptional Christian affordable education with the Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also provide a comprehensive curriculum that uh, includes classes like coding, giving your child the opportunity to take classes they will enjoy. Also, to be a part of this great academic program that Dr. Johnson uh, talked about here today. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning is the online school you've been looking for. I hope you enjoyed today's live session. To learn more about our amazing school, the Academy of Scholars, please go to our website at academyofscholars.com. Join us next week for part four of our discussion on my dissertation, Why Public School Educators Enroll Their Children in Private Schools More Than the General Public. Next week, we'll be talking about parent research. Until that time, I am Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson. And I'm Benny Crane Jr. Saying goodbye, goodbye and be blessed. The Academy of Scholars. Exceptional, Christian, affordable. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning Program is the online school that's the right fit for your child. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also provide a comprehensive curriculum that includes classes like coding, giving your child the opportunity to take classes they will love. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning is the online school you've been looking for.